Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. so excited to be here. Um, Some of you probably know who we are. We're probably in close relationship, or maybe you don't, and you're guests. So we're going to give a brief introduction of us personally, and then collectively as a group. Um, So Pastor Brooke, go ahead and tell everybody who you are and how many kiddos you have and what your current life status is. (laughs) So um, my name is Brooke. Hi, guys. I have two babies. I literally just had my daughter less than a month ago, my second. This is true. Um, this is my first Sunday back. It's an exciting Woo-hoo. to be here on Mother's Day. Um, and so for as long as I've been a mom, I've been a working mom. Um, but I just recently stepped down from my job, and now I'm staying home, and I'm working more um, here at the church. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. And uh, that's my life status. So, yeah. <laughs> Hannah. Hi. Um, I know like half of you guys. You guys are all, there's so many new faces in here. Uh, my name is Hannah Massa. Uh, we moved, we went to Overflow for five years and we moved to Tulsa last summer. So this is like my second time getting to come back and be with you guys. Uh, it's always family when I walk into this room. Um, Monica and Brooke asked me to join Pin My Love um, like early last year. And it has been such a blessing um, and an honor to see the Lord work through the written word, you know. Um, I have one son. You guys saw him on that. He was a splashing. He's a squishy dude. That's William. Um, we are blessed with him. He's such, he brings so much joy to our lives, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Okay. I stay home. <laughs> I stay home. That's my I don't career. go anywhere. I'm just kidding. Yes, it Y'all is. It's a, a full-time career. job. You're a mama, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, and I am Monica Baker. I had three crazy kiddos on there. Um, White, Kingsley, Evelyn, Faith. I call them by their middle names a lot. Because we're, we're in the South, so you we're call in the them South. by their middle names. And then Demelza Joy, but a.k.a. DJ. DJ. Um, and I've been married to Christian going on 12 years this Woo-hoo. summer. Woo-woo. And I'm getting old. <laughs> like, I just realized that this year. I was Girl, like, I am good. getting old. You look I'm good. Be, I'm not going to tell you how old I am. That would be, be wrong, wouldn't it? But, um, yeah, I stay at home. I also do some freelance, like, ministry work and design work from home. Um, And, yeah, that's kind of, like, our life right now. And we're loving it and growing our family. And so let me give you a brief background. You're probably like, what has been my love? What is this? Like, so um, I started a blog a while back in 2016, um, and Brooke, she had a blog as well, and she was running that, and we are kind of doing that privately, um, but the blog for me kind of started with Pin My Love. I was in a really difficult season in my life, and just jumping some difficult marriage obstacles, and not really sure what the next step was in my life, so I went to this woman's conference, and I was sitting there, and have you ever just been in those discouraging seasons sometimes where it's hard to just stand up? You're just kind of feeling the weight of every Everything. So I was like sitting in worship because I felt like, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to sit in before your feet and just soak because I don't know what else to do. And Carrie Job was singing all beautiful in the background. I mean, it was like the perfect worship atmosphere that you could have. Right. And I just remember being like, I feel so broken and so unseen. God, what, what is it? What is my next step? What do you have for me? And he just whispered this to my heart, pin my love. 
I was like, that is random, and that is weird. And I was like, pin my love. I've always journaled. He's always spoken to me that way. I, I write out prayers to God. That's just kind of how, like, we communicate. So I was like, okay. He's like, no, I want you to pin my love that I have for you and that I have for others. And you're going to see that overflow in your life. And so I started a blog, and my husband was like, you should call it pin my love, like what God said. And I was like, eh kind of weird. I don't know. It's different. He goes, no, you should. And so we did. And then, um, pastor Brooke about a year and a half ago, we were just like running our blogs, uh, separately. And she was like, you know what? I really feel like we should join forces. And I was like, I think you're right. And we did it first just for accountability. Like, will you tell me when I need to write? <laughs> yeah. And like, and yeah. we'll do this thing together. Yeah. And it was literally accountability and speak on that, Brooke. Cause like you, you came up to me and was just like, Let's do this together. Yeah, we had just been kind of talking about our hearts for ministry, and we both have a heart, uh, you know, for women's ministry and obviously for writing. Um, and I had felt like the Lord was really wanting me to pick back up my blog because actually both of us had kind of stopped writing for a while. Yeah. And it was just because life gets crazy, right? I had had a child. I was working full time. She had had two, chi- two children was at that time, and it was crazy. So I was like, I really feel like this is what the Lord wants me to do. Um, would you like to do it with me? And she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so um, that's pretty much what it was. And we both had the same kind of vision and heart. Um, we wanted to encourage women. And um, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And so we decided, and it's God, ugh, God has slowly just been growing it and just been putting all of these awesome ideas in our heart. And we were just running with it. And we're kind of in the baby stages. Yeah. And then we had a special relationship with Hannah, and we were like, would you be a part of this? And just FYI, if you don't know Hannah, everybody needs a Hannah in their life, okay? And those who do know Hannah are saying amen yeah, on the front row because they know who she is. And me and Brooke are just like, you, we're better because of you, Hannah. Yeah, you like so add true. so much to our team and just so much to our life. And it's cool that distance hasn't made a huge issue with with Pin My Love. So um, we do have an exciting announcement today. We are launching our first big thing that we've done, our big project. We have written a motherhood devotional and it's called Dear Mamas and it's an eight-week devotional for mamas in the thick of it. So we're writing literally from our own experiences and raising babies right now because it is real life. Um, And so, yes, every mama is going to get one of these free devos. Um, And then we have something extra special. Um, Brooke, why don't you go ahead and start off and talk about your your little mini. So... I'm actually That's gonna nine. You have that one. Um, okay, so then also, so if you don't know um, Monica or I's stories uh, of motherhood, um, it took me a while to get pregnant, and so um, I know that Mother's Day is a really hard day for some people. Um, also, can we give me some grace? Because I'm like three weeks postpartum, so I probably will cry. Um, but I know that Mother's Day is pretty hard for some people, so as soon as we decided we wanted to do this Mother's Day devotional, all I could think was how left out I would have felt being in this service. And so um, I was like, Monica, I really feel like you and I can talk on two kind of big issues on Mother's Day, but we have the experience. So for me, I wrote um, mamas who aren't mamas yet. And so, sorry, 
that's just something that's really close to my heart because for several years I couldn't get pregnant. And before I even couldn't get pregnant, that's um, when I was starting my blog. That is one of the first like letters that the, the Lord really had me write on my blog. And it was to moms who weren't moms yet. And I hadn't even started trying um, to get pregnant. And ironically, like a year later when I had announced that we had been trying for a year and we couldn't get pregnant, um, I read back that blog and it was like it was written for me. And so I just wanted to know, I wanted people, women who aren't moms yet, but their heart's desire is to be a mom, to know that they're seen on this day. Um, and then Monica wrote um, one on mamas who are mamas to heavenly babies, um, because you're still a mom. Um, your baby's just not here on earth with you. So I'm going to let you go because I'm just going to keep crying. And I'm sorry. I know this is so cliche that I would be up here crying, you know, like a mom crying. But I can't Um, help it. It's okay. They invited us. They knew we were going to cry. This is part of it, you know. I try to keep my composure usually. I cried at least once today. It's really hard. We have. Um, So, yeah, I wrote a seven-day mini for the, the grieving mamas to Heavenly Babies. Before we had DJ, we um, had a miscarriage. And so um, this is written out of that place of when you just don't understand, when you're asking the question, why? Um, This is to encourage your heart and also to help you work through some of those emotions and some of those things that maybe it doesn't matter if it happened a year ago or 10 years ago. You know, those things stay with us. And if we don't bring those before the Father, they can really... Um, sprout some some bitter roots in our heart. Mm-hmm. And so we have to take care of that and we have to do the work. And so I hope that this encourages your heart. So if you're a waiting mama or you're a grieving mama, you get one of these today. Yeah. So come see us and after so service and you'll get one you of get those. Too. I wish we could look in every face of every woman that's in here and let you know that you're all seen no matter what you've walked through or what you're walking through. Yeah. If you have babies, if you don't, if you're grieving, if you're hurting, anything that you're seen and you're known by the Father, you know? And that's what we want to convey with every word that we write in all of these devotionals. Yes, that is so good. Okay, let's dive in. Let's talk about some motherhood discussion here, ladies. Are you ready? Yeah. And we have formatted this just like we have a podcast that we launched in the fall. And so this is what we're doing. We're just having a discussion. Our podcast is called Sofa Sessions. Um, and we literally sat on my sofa and just talked yep. <laughs> about life and motherhood. And so that's kind of what we're doing this morning. It's super chill. You can relax. You can like, sit back and just enjoy. Um, but the first thing we want to talk about um, when it comes to motherhood is our need for dependency um, and understanding that we have a deep desire in our heart um, to be known, to be loved. Yeah. But we also have this void where we need dependency on God and others. And I think sometimes in motherhood, it's easy to just go through the motions and go through the flow and be like, I got this. You just get busy. You just keep going. And you forget one, that your first priority is to keep God central to your life Mm -hmm. and to your motherhood journey. And then to also, um, lean on each other. I think sometimes that's almost the hardest part is to reach out and lean on each other. I know it is for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know in a room this size, we all have different experiences. We all have different childhoods. We all have different experiences with our mom. And some of them might have been amazing. Some of them might have been not so great. And maybe, you know, your mom was absent. Maybe um, she did the best that she could, but you were lacking some foundational truths in your life. And that's why staying dependent on God 
is so important because he's there to be our safe place. You know, he's there to help guide us. And so I want to talk about, dive into this because I would say that in our culture today, we've become all about being independent. (laughs) Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like it's all about what I do. We glorify it. We glorify it. Yeah. And so Hannah, can you talk on that, like that aspect of just the cultural aspect of how we, what we're living in today as women. Yeah. So easy to talk about stuff that just gets you worked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're going on Instagram, you go on social media. And if you're a female, then it's, um, I think we grew up, girls didn't like girls. Yeah. It wasn't a very friendly culture in yeah. high school and all of this stuff. Like it was always a competition. Everything yeah. was a competition. The way you dressed, the way you talked, anything. Um, and so, I think there's a little bit of overcompensation that that happens in our culture today, and it doesn't come from the word all the time. It'll, and it it comes from a you know a good place in someone's heart, a well-meaning place of like you got this, girl. You get it. You are more than enough. You are independent. You are a woman. You are strong. All of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to minimize anyone that's trying to encourage you, but nowhere in the Bible does it say that we are just enough, that we're just good enough. Mm, You know what I mean? It says that the Lord is more than enough. You know, he's our Mm -hmm. anchor. He's everything. He's the one that supplies it. Yeah. And so if that's not your source, you know what I mean? If we're not needing him, then we're just going to operate in ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm not, (laughs) I'd be messing (laughs) up a lot in in my own strength. You know what I mean? I can't carry myself. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. so true. And it's like, good. Jen, she hit on it so good. Jen, you took 90% of my notes. That was so the Lord. Wow. Where's she at? There I she don't is. know. She's back yeah. there somewhere. But literally, I had put this scripture down, and she was talking about that in worship. So it was just confirmation. In John 15, 4 through 5, it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in me, neither can you. Mm-hmm. And I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he that I bear fruit. Um, And apart from me, you can do nothing. So literally, biblically, there's your backup to what you were saying. It's like, apart from me, you can do nothing. And that means that when we try to do motherhood in our own strength, that's when it becomes detrimental to us and our kids. Because we're trying to model something that is not rooted in Christ. Exactly. Um, It's always a process. And, you know, if you've ever been around fruit trees, which I haven't much, I'm not an expert, but I have picked apples, which is super fun, but no tree has 100% good fruit. Not all of the apples are perfect. Mm -hmm. So we can't, you know, I'm a bad tree because I have a bad apple. You know, this fruit really stunk in my life. And that's so not the Lord. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't want you to to cry over that dead fruit, he wants you to come back for nutrients, you know, for him to be your source, your sun, your water, what you breathe in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Pastor Brooke, I want you to talk about how this applies um, in the area of comparison, because we have talked a lot about this, where as moms, this is another big, like, mm-hmm. detriment to us in growing together in our community is just comparing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think for me, um, like I said, I was, 
I've been a working mom since I had been a mom. And so for me, that was something that was really hard for me to work through um, the first two years of my daughter's life because I was seeing all these moms who are with their kids 24-7, and I'm barely seeing mine. And for me, it was more of a... I got hit hard with the comparison because I was thinking, I prayed so hard for this baby. I cried and I longed for her. And here I am and I'm not with her. And how is that even glorifying the Lord is how I felt. Um, and when I really would go to the Lord, I would, I really felt him telling me, no, this is, I, I've called you to do this. You're doing exactly what I called you to do. There will be a time that you get to be with your daughter, which I'm I'm getting to stay home with them now, but at the time it felt like I wasn't enough. I wasn't doing enough, but in reality, it didn't matter if I was enough, like what Hannah said, because he was enough in that season. His grace was enough in that season. And I think it's hard for us to remember that it's not about us, right? It's about him. And he has called me to be Isabella's mother and me to be Adelina's mother, no one else. Mm -hmm. And no one else can do as good of a job as I could do to Isabella and Adelina. And when I really started believing that and walking in that, I, it was so easy for me to love them and to be present with them. Um, and really it's not, it's, it's not hard not to compare when you really are understanding your calling and that as a mom, when you get to be a mom, that's our calling. That's part of our calling. May not be your only thing you're called to, but that's your calling. And when you know that God chose you specifically Mm -hmm. for that child in this time, it's so easy for you to walk in that. But comparison is hard with social media. You see these moms, I know for me, I would see all these moms who are like making their kids all these fancy lunches for Valentine's Day, like a heart-shaped, you know, sandwich. And I'm like, my kid literally just ate a cookie at 5 a.m. because I'm so tired and I'm about to throw up because I'm pregnant. Like, I literally, it was hard not to compare. I was like, I'm a horrible mom. Like, why did God let me be a mom right now? But realistically, the cookie's not gonna kill her. Um, Honestly, my kid's probably happier than that kid with the little heart-shaped sandwich. Um, So I'm probably winning right now. Um, And so I think for for us, it's easy to compare. But when you really listen to the Lord and you know um, that this is what you're called to do, it's not hard. That's so good. And I think it comes back to the fact that we are all in different seasons of motherhood. We can all have the same age kids. But they have different needs. Mm -hmm. And we're living different lifestyles because some of us are working, some of us are home, some of us are single moms, you know? And so we have to find our strength in Christ because our seasons are different. And I think for me in this season of motherhood, and I want you guys to speak on this, what is like um, just the biggest lesson that you're learning right now currently. But for me, it's learning to slow down Mm -hmm. and just enjoy the moment. I heard something on Instagram the other day. It says that we only have small children from the ages of zero to four. And then after that, that's it. That season's done. And it like rocked me. And I have not been able to stop thinking about it because sometimes I'm just pushing fast forward on my day. (laughs) I'm I'm already living in the next season, the next moment. And I think that's great. You have to have vision and you have to push ahead. But when God's saying, hey, stop. And look what's around you. And then um, I'm still in one of Pastor Josh's quotes. He posted this last night, and I was like, yeah, I'm putting this on the notes, (laughs) and I'll give him the credit for it, you know. Um, But he posted this, and it was so good. And he said, our purpose is not found in doing what we enjoy, but in all we do, enjoying God. 
Yeah, right. All right, we're just going to leave the we're stage right now. right now. <laughs> but I thought about that literally for like two hours yeah. because I was like, this is exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I can enjoy every single moment that I'm in because God is the center of it. Yeah. And when we try to fast forward through what God is doing, we miss some of the most incredible moments in parenthood and also as women, what he's trying to grow in us. So Hannah, throwing it back to you, you transitioned to Oklahoma and you guys are working jobs up there and you've had to kind of build a brand new community with Liam. What is your current season right now and how's God speaking to you? I also want to tag on what you said before I answer that, that everything that God places in our life or curveballs that we're given, everything that brings us joy, every sorrow that we endure, it's supposed to bring us closer to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about enjoying the things. Like Josh said, it's about enjoying the Lord. Everything yeah. that brings me joy is supposed to reflect the glory of the Lord. Yeah. Everything that causes me sorrow is supposed to make me draw closer to him and lean into him, you know, and cling to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I was, we were so nervous when we moved to Oklahoma. We knew literally no one, nobody in Oklahoma. And when Zach first mentioned it, well, what if we moved to Oklahoma? I was like, What's in Oklahoma? But you're the best friend ever, <laughs> so you made that? friends fast. Yeah, it's I so did. true. Don't I did, and I will say that, you know, we, we prayed about it for a while, and the conclusion that I came to was hard to admit that the Lord wasn't saying no. It would have been easier to hear a no. Yeah. It would have been yeah. easier to stay here. And um, I, finally, Zach was shook when I said that I feel like the Lord says we should do it. And uh, I was like, you know, I have to consider even the worst possibility because I have to, I have to say what my worst fears are. We're going to move there. I'm not going to make any friends. I'm going to be lonely. I'm going to be bitter at you for having a new job and making a new community mm-hmm. and all of these bad things. I'm just going to be depressed. I'm going to be alone, you know, trying to mom. And, uh, and I was like, even if all of that happens, the Lord can take us through it because yeah. I've seen him do it before. That's right. Yeah. And so um, we moved to Oklahoma and I'm the Lord blessed that obedience in an insane way. Like we never could have imagined the peace that, that enveloped our lives mm-hmm. at that time. Um, William, our son was diagnosed at last year in June uh, with a high functioning autism. And it's really, he's pretty high functioning. So he's, he, he's such a happy kid, mm-hmm. but um, social situations are really hard. Um, like you'll just be like, hi Liam. And he'll say, ah, <laughs> for no reason. So it's fun. But, uh, (laughs) so William started to take off once we got there. Um, I think the season of, sorry, you know, know. life, (laughs) breathing, (laughs) (laughs) the season of peace that, that we encountered was, um, it just like gave him room to stretch his limbs and learn to communicate in new ways. And every time that we do something new, it's just crazy to see how much he grows and, Zach's gotten a promotion two times since we moved there last year. He got um, transitioned to be like a training manager instead of just a store manager. And then he wasn't supposed to get um, a raise at the beginning of this year. And they were Mm -hmm. like, you know what? You're one of our top leaders. We're going to give you a raise. It's been fantastic. The favor that he's experienced there that he, you know, the doors weren't open here and the Lord has just made a way. And so I think if there's anything that I've learned from this season and in this transition, it's that the Lord honors your yes, 
even when you don't know what you're saying yes to. That's so good. Yeah. Um, so I'll go. Go So for me, it when she told when Monica was like, I think I want us to talk about this. I was like, okay, but I'm like literally in the middle of a huge transition. So it's hard for me to be able to say, I'm in this season and here's what the Lord's teaching me, because my season literally everything in my life changed three weeks ago. And so when I was thinking about it yesterday, uh, there's this song that uh, my husband Nathan and I have been listening to a lot. Um, in the lyrics, yesterday I was we were driving here to church uh, to church for the furnace, and I felt like I felt it hard in my heart. Like this is my prayer. Like this is what I want this season to look like. Mm-hmm. And um, the lyrics are, uh, "Put me anywhere, put your glory in me. I'll serve anywhere. Just let me see your beauty." And so for me, I've been. I feel like I've been so defined by the fact that like almost like a pride, like I'm a mom and I work 11 hour days and I work a part-time job and that's not okay, right? But I almost was like, I wore it like a badge, like let me be the one who encourages you working mom. It's exhausting, but you still are amazing, right? And I feel like I'm now in this season where like the Lord has told me, Brooke, it's time for you to slow down. It's time for you to pursue things that you have dreamt of for a long time that you can't do while you're working these hours. I'm calling you to season of trusting me because I'm cutting your pay with you and your husband by half, you know, and I, it's scary, right? When there's all these transitions, but ultimately all I want is to serve however the Lord wants me to. Yeah. And I always thought it was going to be, I was going to work and I was going to, you know, I was going to always be working and I would still be an amazing mother, but I feel like the Lord has called me to the season of calm and rest. And, mm-hmm. um, like the word I keep hearing is breathe, like just rest, just breathe, just breathe them in, breathe them out. And, um, For me, I think I'm just in a season where I'm like, you know what, Lord, I don't care where you take me. Like, I'm not going to try to manipulate you. I'm not going to try to pray so hard that you do what I want. Um, I'm just going to, whatever you want in my life, so be it. And it's going to be amazing, you know, and I know that whatever you're calling me to next is better than where I'm at whether it seems like it or not. Mm -hmm. And so I think just a season of surrendering and trusting the Lord. I, uh, we actually named our daughter, her name's Adelina Faith and her middle name's Faith because I knew that the Lord was stepping me into a season of faith and she was going to be that physical representation of that. And so I think for me, it's just, I'm in a weird season of change. Everything is changing. Everything looks different, but it doesn't matter because ultimately, like we've been talking about, I still have Jesus and he's still the center. And so though everything around me is changing and is different, it doesn't seem so scary because I still have him. Yeah. And that's because I think in every single season, he's calling us out of the boat to trust him. Yeah. One more step. Yeah. Just take one more step in these seasons that we're in, although they are different, the theme is still the same. Do you trust me? Yeah. Do you trust me in parenthood? Do you trust me to supply financially? Do you trust me that um, what I'm bringing to you is going to be more abundantly than what you experience? Like maybe not in a physical sense, but emotionally in a yeah. satisfying sense, he's restoring things to you. And like, I think for us, when we are in these seasons, although they are different, we have to model a realness in front of our kids. Yeah. Like what we're experiencing, what we're going through. And because... 
God's just calling us to be present, not perfect. Yeah, that's right. Just be present. Don't be perfect. This is like one of the hardest things that I'm like, God's always just like, Monica. And you know, I feel like sometimes he's throwing popcorn down at me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's not. It's all in love. But he's like, present over perfect. Stop doing that. You don't have to perform just like Pastor Josh was saying. You don't yeah. have to strive. Just be real. And I think sometimes it's easy to just if we make a mistake in front of our kids in seasons of transition or whenever we're navigating different difficult roads to just shove it under the rug. Yeah. You know, we just, we decide, Hey, you know, it's like, I messed up, whatever. I'm just going to move on. Like they'll get over it. Kids are resilient. You know, you hear that, but I would challenge every mom in this room that if you make a mistake, tell them you're sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard to do, but even if they're three years old, they understand. I'm sorry. Do you forgive mama? I had to do that the other day. I'll give an example. My kids were in the backyard playing, and we have a really ginormous dog. I don't know why we have this dog. He thinks dog. he's like a chihuahua, He though. thinks he's a chihuahua, and he's like 75 pounds, and he has so much hair. And the Lord just brought him in my life to do some more extra inner heart work <laughs> because Refining. I'm like, Jesus. You did this on purpose. And he's like, mm-hmm. Um, but they were outside, and um, Wyatt just, he if you know why, he's, like, very, like, dynamic personality type. He replicates everything, like, off TV, off movies, and everything. So he's outside in the backyard, and he's just yelling at Caesar. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord, the neighbors are going to come over here. Like, someone's going to call CPS on me. Like, I need to go out here and deal with this situation. But I was trying to f- finish something on the computer, so I started yelling at Wyatt through the door. Stop yelling, Wyatt! What the dog! <laughs> and he didn't hear me. He goes, what? And we're just, like, yelling. So I open the door, and I'm like, Wyatt, stop yelling! And he's like, why are you yelling? <laughs> I was like, do your kids ever one-up you? Yeah. Because my kids one-up me all the time. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Wyatt does it all the time, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, right? They're a blessing. Um, but in that moment, it like hit me and I was like, oh my gosh, he's doing what he sees me doing. Mm -hmm. So I had to say, Hey buddy, I'm sorry. I was yelling and I lost control in that moment, like trying to yell at you and like, so let's just stop. Let's be calm. Let's breathe. But that's a little example, but we should be doing that throughout our day. But also like not just our failures, but our success. Like they need to see us fail, but they need to also see us succeed in things. Um, and so another cool aspect was when our books came, they were so excited because Christian was like, mommy helped write this book. And Wyatt was like, you did this? Like, are you famous? And I said, (laughs) nobody, not even a little bit, but I'm famous in your eyes. Right. (laughs) So, I mean, do you guys have anything to speak on that in that regard of like, just, um, setting the atmosphere too. Like I know Hannah, you were talking about this peace in your home and replicating that. And what does that look like? I think it it starts with intentionality. Like you said, it Mm. can't start with perfection. Um, it honestly starts in like the little habits that you decide to create, you know, um, pastor Josh is a great example. He used to always share how he was, he's just not a morning person, but he wakes up even earlier, not just to challenge that, that mindset of I'm not a morning person, but he gives himself the space and the time to breathe and spend time with the Lord. Um, that's just a little habit you create, but it makes room for the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. in your life. And, um, we definitely had to do that. So I don't, uh, I try not to, uh, not perfect. Uh, let William watch 
TV or play on the tablet before like 11 or 12 during the day so that mm -hmm. he knows that this is our quiet time. Like you can play with your toys and use your imagination, but this is about, you know, just life. You know, it's not about entertainment, you know. So mm -hmm. um, sometimes we'll read. He loves Jesus stories and Bible stories. Um, one of them talks about Bartimaeus. And he loves Bartimaeus. So Aww. we're just pretty intentional about um, how we spend our time, um, at least in the mornings. You know, like once that 12 o'clock hits, then I'm like, okay, now I need more coffee. <laughs> I need to turn that on. And so, you know, it's still working on it. We're still working it out, how it looks during the day. We're not perfect, but it's intentionality. Um, I think for me, whenever I um, first had Isabella, so I'm a very routine person. If you know me at all, like I, since I was young, my mother's here, she can attest, I would like wake up at a certain time and I would make sure I did my hair, did my makeup, read my Bible, da, da, da. Like I was very intentional about everything that I did. And so before I had Isabella, that's how my life was. I woke up at eight. I was eating, I was eating food by 8.20 and I was sitting down reading my Bible by this time and my house was clean by this time and not because I was perfect, but because I was a little OCD. So for me, when I had Isabella and like babies, if you don't, like babies don't run on clocks, if you don't know that, like they have their own schedule. And I was, so I was working crazy hours and I was trying to keep my house clean. My husband was traveling a ton. Like my life was mass chaos. And finally I was like, I felt so overwhelmed just stepping foot in my house. And I was like, no, this is not how my life is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, and so one day I felt the Lord tell me, to invite Isabella into my quiet time. And I had this, like, I don't know why I thought this, that I had to literally be away from her to have my quiet time. Yeah. Like, what? I should be showing her how to have quiet time, yeah. right? And so what I started doing is I, you know, my husband would leave for work and I would have a little bit of time with Isabella before I went to work. And I would turn on worship or not, you know, maybe I would just have it be quiet. Or And I would, sometimes I'd read my Bible out loud and she'd be like, what's that? You know, crawling over. She can't talk at that point. She was like, what are you doing? Um, or I turn on worship and she'll just sit there and she loves the music, right? And so I started being intentional about inviting her in. Or sometimes if my house gets crazy, I'll just be like, all right, we're listening to some worship because I need yeah. Jesus. Um, and you could probably use a little Jesus too because you're screaming at me. <laughs> so, um, so for me, it's just definitely been like, if I feel tense in my house, no, I don't have to feel that way. I'm going to I'm going to turn on worship. I'm going to read my word. I'm going I'm going to choose to be the one to change this atmosphere right now because my 2-year-old daughter, I'm sorry, she's I love her, but she's not going to do it. She's going to intensify it and I need to show her how as she gets older, she doesn't have to live in chaos. She can set the mood right there. And mm -hmm. so um yeah, I think that that's kind of how I've been working on it. Now, again, just had a baby, so uh, ask me in a few weeks. Maybe I'll be better than I am right now. But, <laughs> but that's you have what all I was the grace. Doing, you, you know, for Present three more weeks. Perfect. Yeah, right, right. Present over perfect. Right. Yes, um, but I think it's just coming back to the fact that it doesn't matter what we're doing throughout our day as long as we're just modeling Jesus. Yeah. And I think sometimes we think that we have to have this set time or this set. Um, place. And I think that's good. And in seasons, you do have that. I always try to like have at least, I, I try to have like this three day a week kind of rule, like where I'm like, okay, I'm in my word and I'm like at this, up at this certain time, or it may, sometimes it's at night um, when everybody's in bed and there's silence. Right. Um, needs you. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's different. 
But every day I know that I have the opportunity, one, to pray. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important, bringing kids into our prayer time. Like if something happens or someone texts me, hey, can you pray for this? I've been bringing Wyatt and Evelyn in. I'm saying, hey, we need to pray for this person. And um, and Wyatt, like he's so sweet. He's like really like getting into this, this thing on prayer. And like Pastor Josh... And Pastor Madison, they they do it. Can we give it up for Pastor yeah. Josh and Pastor Madison? Like for real, they're like the best kids pastors I've ever encountered. It's so true. Um, they love the kids so much, and they don't just like babysit your kids. Like that's the thing. It's like sometimes you go to church ministries, and it's not a knock on them. It's just you know, they don't come back really understanding things about the Bible and why it comes home. And he's like talking about like what he learned. And I mean, it's not like baby stuff. He's yeah. like learning about Jesus. They're not just doing a job. They're investing. They're investing. They're investing in every kid. And that is so important. And so, um, he came to me the other day, I was struggling with a really bad migraine and like, I just been having these issues like on the right side of my face. And so Wyatt came up to me and put his hand and he goes, just like Jesus put mud in the blind man eye he's like be healed and I was like and immediately my eyesight came back immediately and I told Christian I was like my eye has been hurting for five days and he just prayed and it left so you think that like what we're modeling in front of our kids like they have a real holy spirit that lives on the inside of them if they you know and we are modeling that and that's the culture of this house and the culture of our homes and so I've been bringing them into prayer time and also another thing is every opportunity that you have is an opportunity to teach them something about Jesus you can be in the car there can be a circumstance that comes up and you can talk about it. You can talk about like the whole armor of God when you're um, going down the road or fundamentals of like, you know, I need my shield of faith right now. Yeah. You know, know, anything. (laughs) There's always opportunity. Um, And so I think we just have to seize those opportunities because the world has taken every opportunity to teach our kids, to raise our kids. And as moms, I feel like this is a time in our society and in our nation for us to rise up as moms and to be those godly women that God has called us to be not perfect yeah real and honest and Hannah you want to speak to that like yeah also you know (laughs) diligence you know what I mean yes it's our responsibility as moms we carry so much weight about the concerning the presence in our home and the atmosphere um and just like the Proverbs 31 woman, she's so diligent. She's mm-hmm. not, she's probably not perfect. I mean, she sounds perfect in Proverbs 31 because they're just like, she's doing it. She's doing it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not, but I try, you know what I mean? Like, it's really about that diligence. We carry yes. so much responsibility as moms. And I love what you said about how you asked them to pray. Um, William doesn't really get the concept yet, but he, uh, he knows that when we say in Jesus name, he says, amen. He knows that. Yeah. And so, but what a great example, a great way to teach our kids that we, they need the Lord Mm -hmm. in every moment. Like as much as we can show them, I need God. That's something they can remember. My mom, she talked about God so much growing up Mm -hmm. and she'll say it now. She'll be like, I don't know if I talked about Jesus enough. And I was like, mom, you dragged God into conversations. (laughs) He didn't even want to be in. And that was a joke. But you know what I mean? I remember that my mom needed the Lord all the time. Yeah. And what a great example that we can give them by doing that. Yes, that's so cool.